You still nervous? Uh, no. <laughs> Mind over matter. It's funny because um, it's kind of like full circle because you were on the first episode and now here you are again. Yeah, I'm very flattered to be a repeat. Like, that seems, that seems not, that at least of course, can't be bad. I, I want to have people on that I enjoy talking to. And um, you're an easy dude to talk to, a fun dude to talk to with a lot of thoughts and a lot of ideas. That. A lot of talents, too. Because, um, you know, musician, obviously, but I don't, last time you were here, I don't think we got into the baking at all. Probably not. I talk a lot. <laughs> so Yeah, yeah. I also bake, yeah. Where, where, how did you get into the baking thing? Um, <laughs> like, uh, I mean quarantine stuff started going down and i just got in that job at whole foods mm -hmm. this job at whole foods that i was very lukewarm about just kind of wanted the benefits i definitely was trying to get out of like working in the restaurant industry but i ended up there because i couldn't get a job in an office it seemed like so i kind of settled because i wanted to get out of working at the five spot which i feel bad about saying now the five spots on its weird leg but it was just how it was for me at the time working in the food truck there i needed to get my abc or something but uh you know, quarantine happened, and the pandemic happened, and I just kind of was uh, trying not to be at Whole Foods, because it was at the beginning there, like, nobody knew anything about it, and, like, I was much, it's not like I'm not afraid of coronavirus now, but I was, you know, at the beginning, it's like, oh, shit, and I was working at the Whole Foods downtown, and I was like, man, I'm literally around just, like, hundreds of people every day, so I was real paranoid. Um, there were some health concerns of mine that I had that turned out to be, that's a whole other story, but it turned out to be not health concerns I necessarily needed to have. Um, but yeah, in court, you know, the pandemic happened and I just needed to have some money coming in and I was like, well, what the fuck can I do? And me being me, for some reason I didn't think like make music or something. I was like, well, what if I made bread? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'd been fucking around with like, I've just <laughs> been like baking stuff for fun anyway. Yes. Yeah. I do just like to cook and I was just trying to get better at baking before I decided I wanted to try to do it for a living. Mm -hmm. I literally started a business doing it. And like, I'm really good at like, I just gotten done working at this breakfast spot called slow hand. It's like that sister place to Pelican and pig. Mm hmm. And I was watching the pastry chef there, like, real close, because I just like to do that. Like, I feel like it's, if you've got, like, somebody doing, I, I, I can learn that way. And if I am if I can learn that way, I absolutely will, especially for free. Um, and I just watch her a lot of the time. And it got me really into some of the, like, like making biscuits. She would make, like, really good biscuits. And I was honestly surprised because she's white as hell. I think she's southern, though. <laughs> Um, the chef there, um, and I was like, these are really good biscuits, and I, my biscuits weren't that good until I was watching what she was doing. Um, no disrespect to my auntie. Um, well, I wasn't paying as much attention to my auntie growing up. Yeah. But I just was like, well, what the hell? Like, I've been doing it at home as much as I have, and I was pretty confident. I, like, had developed my own, like, bread recipe kind of based off somebody else's and then kind of just spun off and started doing my own stuff, trying to get, like, the basics down, and I kind of felt good about it. Felt good enough about it to give it a shot, and I was just, like, I did, like, an Instagram poll, and a lot of people were like, yeah, we'd buy stuff from you, I think, because the stimulus check had just hit, so people had money. Oh, weren't those the days? Those were the days, dude, because I definitely do not have as many orders as I did when everybody still had stimulus money. <laughs> 
Yeah, dude. Um, but uh, I need to I need to age up into a different gra- like a a more middle aged demographic. That's why I got on Hip Donaldson on Facebook. Dude, isn't it weird <laughs> how life takes you? Because like you know, just you were obviously playing music like for money, but also like making your own music. And the next thing you know, you're making cookies and you're making cakes. Yeah, you're making that sort of thing. Um, I do what I need to do. <laughs> Uh, I feel like musicians a lot of the time it's easy to get like tunnel vision and it's like well I'm a musician this is what I do like I, I play and I record and I sing and yeah. I do this and then you kind of maybe almost sell yourself short a little bit on other things that you can't couldn't do or could be doing yeah well, I grew up I grew up like my auntie didn't really want me to be a musician she wanted me to invest my skills into and time into more productive things maybe mm-hmm especially because I was supposed to be so smart. Uh, so I guess, like, I feel like I'd be doing her a disservice half the time if I didn't act like I knew how to do other stuff because, you know, I've also been landscaping on the side. Oh, yeah? Now. Yeah, since the last time I saw you, I picked up a gig cutting grass and doing yard work, mm-hmm. laying mulch and stuff, um, you know, three, four days a week. But... uh and you laid the groundwork for that, uh, my auntie. Mm. Uh, it kind of yeah, that kind of runs in my family. Like my uncles were really like the odd jobs types of dudes that they like didn't go in the military or when they got out of the military, I should say most of them were in there. And it's just kind of like a, I don't know. It would just come from like those type of people who are just like, well, I could fix that. Mm. Just like people who know because we're cheap, we're cheap. Mm. Never had a lot of money anyway, so it's like, well, something goes wrong. Kind of helps if we know how to fix it. Yeah. So this is kind of like, I forget what you call that. What's the word for that? Grew up in a frugal household, maybe. Frugal is one word for it. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, she <laughs> she was never one for like wasting a skill set, Angie. Either she mm-hmm. majored in a in journalism and fine art, I think, and then. She was herself was like a cook at Shoney's. I had such a weird deja vu moment because I, I, you, there was another podcast where you talked a lot about Angie that you were on, and it wasn't Alan's podcast, but it wasn't this one either. Isn't there like another podcast that you did a few months ago? Or am I making I this so. up? It, must, it was probably just Alan's. Oh, okay. I would, I, would, I hope I haven't forgotten something I did because I'm, I, the Lord knows it's possible, but I don't think. It was, I just remember because it was, I, I, I know that I've heard that piece of information before, but I don't know where I've heard it before. This is a weird deja vu moment. I don't know. That happens. Um, that's a piece of information I know. That that's that's kind of like a soundbite thing I've said. Yeah, I know I've said it before. Um, but in between landscaping and baking, though, you've still been making music. Um, and you've got... Is it two new singles out, or was the first part out already, and then you added a second part to the it? First, the first part was technically out, but I kind of did a, did a Kanye, and I like edited it. Okay. It's like changed a little bit. Mm-hmm. The version that's out isn't like going to be the version that's on the record, just mm-hmm. because I want to. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It like I like to do stuff where, obviously, by my last EP, like I'd, I like to tie the songs together if I can, and more than just like. Uh, they're in sequence like and so i just have i have a i have a segue i want to be there basically so we've got burglar burglar alarm part one and part two yeah 
and so how, how, how did these come together? Where does this whole thing start? The they're actually both old, even though the recording of Burglar Alarm is kind of is a is a new arrangement. Okay. Recent and Burglar Alarm Part Two is like two years old, and they, even the recording is two years old. The song Burglar Alarm I've had kind of around. There's a batch of songs that is is going to be a record that I never put out because of life and my self-esteem, um, which, you know, <laughs> has changed a lot this year, which is a positive thing. Um, but uh, it was called Moondog's Funky Ride. Okay. So that's what Burglar Alarm is from, and that was a 2016 project that never came to fruition. I actually, one of the reasons that happened is I d- dropped... I like fell asleep at the computer mixing and swept my hard drive, external drive off of my desk and it smashed it and had lost Ooh, the fuck. record. That's not a good time. <laughs> that I was working on. And uh, it's funny because I would do something very similar again, but recover that. And that was the Brain Tapes record on that external drive. Oh, so hell we yeah. almost lost that one time because of me Ooh. working into the wee hours and breaking it. Lucky fucking and break, dude. That would have really sucked. Wouldn't it? <laughs> All the stems and everything were on the hard drive. Yeah, oh. Drew, Drew, all of them would have loved me. They loved me then for my mad scramble because I was like, look, guys, here's the deal. I think I can recover the day. But, uh, yeah, that's where Burglar Alarm comes from, <laughs> that for that record. And so I started working on it again, but kind of just uh, lost. You know, and it's one of, it was one of those things where I felt like I couldn't get the things that were in my head to work with the stuff I was trying to do because this version of Burglar Alarm that I have now is like really like D'Angelo adjacent I feel like it's really like neo soli, but it used to be kind of like a rock song but just kind of had like some funky like a very funkadelic thing definitely hear that yeah it, I get a lot of George Clinton yeah, when I'm listening yeah, to it, yeah. And I couldn't, I couldn't do it the way I wanted to do it back in the day, basically. And so I had a lot of like angst about that. I guess cognitive dissonance or something. Um, there was this band called Hue that, like, it was fun because Javi was in it to do like the rock versions of those songs, and that was a cool little like thread to pull on. But that wasn't really like the record I wanted to make. Um, with it. And I was just, like, at the time in 2016, like, flirting with the idea of rapping, too, because something I wanted to be able to do. Um, I was definitely not very good at it. I don't feel very good at it now, but I definitely don't feel as embarrassed to admit that I do it (laughs) as I was then. Like, I had a lot of very, like, uh, rapper's delight type flows back then like when i was figuring it out that's just harder to do than you think it would be oh no hell yeah uh, no it, it's like if you're some dude from tennessee who's like this is cool maybe like i tell people i haven't said this in a long time but i used to have this conversation several years ago um it, r- rapping is like simultaneously like the easiest and hardest thing you can do mm-hmm. because like relative to like I don't know, like starting a band or I don't know if you wanted to be like a super serious like jazz bassist or something like that. The barrier to entry to being a rapper is very, very low. Yeah, absolutely. But it makes it that much harder to like not sound corny or to. Yeah, and to stand out. Yeah, like exactly. Is, is it, you know, mm-hmm. it, 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 it's weird because like you could be somebody like Blueface, for example, who like on paper, like just sh- like nobody should like that. But mm-hmm. for whatever reason, like him among a sea of a whole bunch of people who are just like ass, it just works. Yeah. Um, 
Blueface is definitely the head of the pimple that is the SoundCloud rappers, <laughs> I guess. I would say like, he's not. I, sometimes I'm like, okay, like I can feel the offbeat thing, the way he does it, because he does make it his own, but like sometimes I am just like, man, okay. Mm-hmm. I have a, I, I'm 45 on the inside. I was joking. I saw I, that you put that on yeah, Instagram today. I, I have a hard time with the, the the young kid rap nowadays. Honestly, like I I kind of got into hip hop late in life anyway, and the hip hop I did like was definitely even before like the stuff. I don't know. I guess it kind of makes sense that maybe I don't know, dude. The stuff I liked that was hip hop growing up weirdly was like the Soldier Boy stuff, of course. Mm-hmm. But like growing up in where I was, like I had like. I mean, Angie would not have had that shit in the house, but uh, like Three Six Mafia, mm-hmm. you know, like which is terrifying shit. This is all very, very dirty South. Yeah, yeah. I really liked, and I always liked Outkast, but okay. like I just, in as a general rule, didn't like hip hop for like a long time or electronic music actually. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a bias, and I don't know where it comes from, but like when you grow up around guys who play, like you know, they play drums, they play bass, they play keys, guitar, or whatever. There, there is a there's a stigma against anything that's made in a computer. Yeah. Which I I used to subscribe to that too. And I used to, you know, I just prefer records that have like live drums. And then I, you know, I'll be 27 in like 30 days, 27, 20, a few days. I'll be on on Halloween. I'll be 27. And now I just think that is so dumb. It's like, you know, sample drums can be cool. For me, um, Honestly, it was growing up in that, like, the very white community I was growing up in, too. Mm-hmm. Like, because there's the day were definitely very into the racial connotations with hip hop. They were like, oh, yeah, well, that's that's jungle music. You know, that's something I heard mm-hmm. in McMinnville. So, is that know, really what they said? Yeah, those rednecks were something else, dude, out mm-hmm. there, man. Like, uh, did I tell you? I think I said this on Alan's podcast. They used to walk up and down the hallways talking about kill nigger babies. That was a thing they thought was funny. Mm-hmm. Like, particularly, okay. We had like colored walls to note the different departments of the school. They mm-hmm. paint the stripe down the wall. Mm-hmm. The orange hallway was like the science hallway. I don't remember what the fuck the hallway was, but it was where all the redneck kids hang out. Mm-hmm. So they would say that shit in their hallway and mostly keep it there. Mm-hmm. But that was like a thing that they just did. No one checked it. And I'm talking in like 2010s. That was just the thing that you'd hear in the hallway at Warren County High School. Mm-hmm. So it's a weird place. I I had a I had a coworker. So when I went when I was at MTSU, I worked in the housing department, and we had this. There's this dude um, who grew up in McMinnville. His name was Kane, oh, um, and um, this this is like this is like 2014. So like it's like the back end of the Obama era uh, and whatnot. And I'm so afraid of what's coming. Yeah, he said that. Um, <laughs> he 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 said that he grew up his entire life. Never having had school off for the Dr. King holiday? Yeah, we didn't do that. Okay. I think we started doing it. Gosh, I need Angie's help. We start, that was, yeah. Yeah, so it, like, it, even in your lifetime, like, mm-hmm. he's a little, like, he's maybe like a year or two older than us, but in, 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 at some point in his lifetime, he was going to school on the Dr. King holiday. I think they have. He said at some point it did stop. Like before he graduated, he went, but it was a long time apparently before yeah. they went. Um, and I'm trying to figure. I, I mean, it's, you know, it's McMinnville, and maybe they just they're able to like fly under the radar as far as oversight is concerned. But I was like, okay, that's got to be fucking illegal, that right? It's a federal fucking holiday. Yeah, it t- probably technically is, but like southern towns have been getting away with shit like that for a long time. Yeah, it's just like 
it's like the Sunday on Town thing, really. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country? I've been watching it, yeah. What do you I'm, think about Lovecraft Country? I, okay. I love it. Yeah. Number one, mm-hmm. before I criticize it, let me say Okay, that. here we go. Yeah, <laughs> let me do it. Um, because I... I don't love the black trauma porn thing. Okay. But I like the way, I feel like in Lovecraft Country, it's being executed well, so I don't feel like that's what it's supposed to be, and that's what it's trying to be. Right. I just noticed that trend culturally right now. Yeah. And it's weird to me to be going through this cultural moment and also be so, because black trauma has always been for sale, basically. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I feel like as long as hip hop has been anyway for sale, mm-hmm. I mean, I would argue, I mean, the blues is maybe the beginning of that. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe even jet. Mm. So it's nothing new, but it's weird to me to see this like resurgence or this surge of it in Hollywood because it's always weird to me when white people realize that black people have money in general. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, did y'all not know? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, did it cut out? No. Okay. No, you're, you're good. What? Oh, did yeah, your. I think mine did. It's probably just like. Oh, is the box unplugged? No, it's it's. I think it was like a short type thing. It's back. Okay, it's back. Um, no, um, to that point, and I don't want to lose the side of this Lovecraft Country thing, but to to a lot of white people and a lot of well-meaning white people, they conflate black with poor mm-hmm. always. Yes, and it's problematic because it they they assume as it white people that white stage. people can't be poor, and it also assumes that black people can't be middle class or wealthy. Yeah, that's a separate thing. But anyway, but. There's a surge of that going on right now. Seems like things go in cycles like that. Anyway, this is weird to me. Like there was the Cosby Show. Like what do y'all? Is that was that? Anyway, uh, but like I said, that's basically my thing. Sometimes I'm sitting there and I'm just like, man, I just don't want to see them all just suffer this whole yeah, episode. So, <laughs> Lovecraft Country. That like so when I when when they started advertising, I was like, oh, this shit looks dope. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay, cool, it's on. And the first episode blew me away. That's good. The first episode is incredible, and yeah. not, we're not going to spoil anything in case anybody wants to watch it. But that first episode mm-hmm. was fucking killer. It has not lived up to the first episode at all. I agree all. with that. Yeah, because um, that first episode had me on like edge of my seat, like yeah. my heart was pumping, and I haven't had a moment like that since. But. It's it's still it's the the show. How many episodes have you seen? I think four. I think I need to watch oh, the fifth okay. and one. Hasn't the sixth one come out now? There's three left. So episode three seven left. is out. Okay, yeah. so I'm behind. Um. There's some good moments in it throughout, but it is very, very inconsistent. And I feel you on the whole trauma porn thing. It's kind of like they got into the writing room and they were like, "Okay, it's it's it, 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 it's a very kind of like wokeness for sale kind of show. It's oh yeah, a wokeness for wokeness sake. Where is where it's, they're not really saying anything new or novel or profound. It's just this whole idea that." Well, this is in right now, and let's capitalize on it. And you feel that it feels very not genuine at times, um, and that's one part of it. But also, the writing just doesn't always hold up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. The Lovecraft adapting Lovecraft, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Is is uh hard, mm-hmm. it's, you know? Like it's a weird thing, like the cosmic horror thing, and they're trying to like if you're gonna do. 
I mean, I, you know, Jordan Peele's not. Is Jordan? Is, did, who's, isn't he producing? He's or just something? an executive producer. He's yeah. got money behind it, he's as does J.J. It, Abrams, but he's, not, but he's not writing it. No. And I feel like when you're tackling that cosmic horror thing and doing a little bit of. It, what am I trying to say? Have you read a lot of his work? I'm talking about... Le- I actually Le- haven't. Okay. I've had more experience with adaptations than his work, and I've got one of... Drew, Drew's got a complete collection of Lovecraft stories that mm-hmm. I've borrowed from him and barely cracked that I need to actually read on because of... I'm also getting in... I've gotten very into the game Bloodborne, which is based on a lot of Lovecraft mm-hmm. stuff, and it's just, like, appropriate that I finally read this stuff. But, like, from what I understand... Of it, no, just like to me, for, from my point of view, as a person who writes narratives mm-hmm. or tries to, mm-hmm. even in songs, mm-hmm. I used to try to write short stories and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm not talented enough. For that. <laughs> uh, as someone who used to tackle that and still thinks like narratively about songs, I feel like when you're tackling something like cosmic horror, there's like just pitfalls. It's like time travel. Y- yeah, it's something that if you start pulling on. You kind of, I feel like you have to know where your boundaries are uh-huh. so your story, whole, so you're not poking holes in your own story. Right. I feel like, you know, like the episode the where the house is purchased. Yep. I feel like. It's one of the better episodes. It's one of the better episodes, but I feel like narratively. Like, do, do you do you feel like you have a good handle on how they got their asses out of that shit the, at the end? The, the, without trying the, to spoil the, anything. The pieces, like, we're, we're going to keep it spoiler-free. Yeah. The, the pieces don't fit. From from episode yes. to episode, these pieces, and Michaela, who and was on the show, pulpy, if you... Yeah. But it, it's, like, it's it's one of those things to where it's like, it, it, it stops this short of almost being an anthology. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's almost like like my I, I've never it read. Feels it. like the Twilight Zone a little. Yeah, bit. exactly. And may, maybe that could have been a, a a better a better deal because right now it's you not. I kind of like that idea. If it was different characters and maybe it was the same actors. Yeah, I kind of think that might work a little better. Or to, or even totally separate adventures, mm-hmm. or something like same characters but different adventures. Yeah. Right now the, the the pieces are not fitting together. And maybe that's a deliberate thing that they're going to tie up at some point. So Michaela, who was on the show a few episodes ago, she 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 watches it, and I didn't know that you were watching it, but she's like the only person I know that's watching it. And I texted her, and I was like, "Okay, is it me, or is this show not living up to like how it started?" And she was like, "Yeah, I kind of feel the same way, but like we'll see how they tie it up. They got three episodes up." Yeah, the first episode was amazing. It was really good. Um, and par- like part of what's frustrating me about it is like, and I've never really read any of H.P. Lovecraft stuff, but everybody is like at least mildly uh, familiar with like his universe and how that shit mm-hmm. works. If it, if nothing else, like everybody knows who Cthulhu is. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was always my understanding that like, okay, well, he had kind of like a base universe, and people essentially write fan fiction, like Lovecraftian yeah. fan fiction, and that's kind of what the show was marketed as. Except they, it's not really like it's just it's kind of a bunch of stuff happening and there's like horror and sci-fi mixed in. Mm-hmm. But like that first episode was like, oh, okay, well, there's like some Lovecraft shit right there. You know, there's yeah. there's a cult and there are these fucking monsters that are eating these racist cops. Yeah. But ever since then, it's kind of been like, okay, well, there's magic and they got me so invested in the characters that actually hadn't even crossed my mind. I hadn't been like, you know what? What happened to all this on like? What happened to the cult? Yeah, it was besides kinda, this white girl, right? It's just yeah, being creepy. Yeah, like I don't know. So and maybe they blow us away in these next three episodes, but 
I just feel like it's getting late. And, you know, it. it I, I keep coming back every week. I feel like, you know, mm. it, it, it keeps my attention enough. But damn, dude, you like they, they set it up so well with that first episode. <laughs> they might be pulling what I... And th- there's a certain... Lovecraft likes to do this thing where they're... I've read a lot of synopsises, obviously, with stuff. He likes to do this thing where there's, like, a community... Like a like a like a like a kind of insulated community, and they got a deep dark secret. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I'm kind of waiting on something like that in their setting. Whether it, it doesn't, it almost doesn't make sense that that could be a thing. It's it's kind of there it, it in, is. in this, but it's like that. It's the f- for me. I think they're suggesting that it's an instant. Like the institutions we know already, yeah, are connected. Mm-hmm. No, this is probably necessarily spoiler. Territory, you but if you catch you know, my drift, just there. a spoiler alert. So like you can like mute it for a few seconds. Yeah, it'll, but the, like I think they're suggesting like the cops, you know, have something to do with the cult, and they, I think that yeah. suggestion may be the Lovecraftian turn we're looking for, maybe. Uh-huh. But it's definitely not a very. They haven't done. It's very full. Well, it's like yeah, because the cops are the clan. Like it's not. It's kind of not the most. If you if they're not gonna do like more work to be like, oh, and this is why the clan. Because it's really easy. I could see this really easy. Because the clan's head dudes are the wiz- are wizards. Mm-hmm. It's a really easy connection there to make. Mm. But they're not. They don't seem to be. And I'm only f- a few episodes in. I'm not up to date. But they haven't really been pulling on that thread as much as I would be mm-hmm. if I was writing a story mm-hmm. like they were. I'd be already be all over. And you bet the clans and cahoots with these unfathomably terrible dark forces that we don't understand. Well, you bet those motherfuckers are twisting them to their, well, attempting to twist them to their will, because that's just easy. That's low-hanging fruit. Yeah. And, like, having some random cult do it is just almost pulling a punch. Mm-hmm. So I could see that being kind of the, like, oh, and oh, the whole time, the clan, like, and the Freemasons were all actually communing with Cthulhu. It was all, they, you know? I'm not, so I'm not gonna, because you, I'm further ahead in this series than you are, so I'm not gonna say anything, mm-hmm. but it feels like like you were telling me about like with burglar alarm how you've like kind of messed around with the arrangement like sometimes you have a bunch of ideas that are floating around in the ether and you kind of want to pull from here and pull from here and you want to make something that's cohesive and whatnot but sometimes you have so many ideas it's hard to commit right mm-hmm. and that's how this narrative feels yeah there's they they want to do a lot and they 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 can't stay focused is how it feels that seems <laughs> it seems like you get the opposite extreme or that lately series yeah and but. i don't know and to, to be fair like it's it's fucking hard it's hard yeah. uh, you know like and I, I don't write it's a super saturated market right now television yeah or, or, or streaming in general streaming, just yeah. yeah um so you know we'll we'll see how, how how it um how it shapes up but if you haven't seen it you should watch it um, yeah, absolutely. It, yeah, still recommend it, even though I could criticize it probably forever. That's uh, yeah. how I am. It could be that I get I get three like to the finale and it blows me away. Um, and like I said, there there are good moments I and just like you said, like it's almost like a Twilight Zone thing to where some of the individual episodes on their own are like holy fuck, but they just don't fit into the broader yeah. story. I don't, I don't feel like yeah I yeah I agree with you. Um, I don't know, dude. We'll we'll see how it, we'll we'll see how it shapes it up. It's a really good show, though. I mean, it's definitely well done. I am curious about who writes it. Um, you know, mm-hmm. 
just because of the, the whole black trauma porn thing. I, I haven't. I almost don't want to find out that it's like a, a room full of like cynical white folks. You know what I'm saying? I feel like, but <laughs> just from looking at it, a lot of it is like culturally specific enough where I have a hard time imagining. I'm sure there are white people in the writing room, but mm-hmm. I have a hard time imagining that it is mostly white. And I could be wrong yeah. as hell. I don't know who the fuck's in that writing room. Yeah. Um. But you never know, man. Yeah, no, you never know. You're right. Especially you, you have white people running around at universities like mm-hmm. who have been pretending to be black their entire lives. Yeah, I follow that Instagram page, Son of Baldwin, that you follow. I think they were the first mm-hmm. ones that I saw to break that story about that woman. It, yeah. What university was that? North, somewhere in North Carolina, wasn't it? Let me pull it up and see. That's worth doing. I'm literally Googling professor pretended to be black. Yeah, oh, gosh, I can't remember. And she had, like, a German name, too. I was like, oh, Lord, you're going really hard. With Jessica this. Krug. Oh, I'm getting, spe- I'm getting links from... She, that was at George Washington University. I'm so good at making people mad. I've literally got a message from this right-wing guy on Facebook about how I don't want justice, I want revenge. How, okay, so I've always... What do watched, I look like, Batman, motherfucker? How are you finding all the... Because i got to be honest with you. Like, so, like... Knowing a lot of white people on Facebook... Well, I, but the thing is, I know a lot of white people, too, and, like, there, there are, like, between Facebook and Instagram, I'm not really heavy on Facebook anymore, but, like, I'm going to use Instagram because that's where I spend most of my time. Healthy choice not being heavy on Facebook. Yeah. I, I, I feel like... For the boomers what, just have it in their clutches, dude. Because Facebook <laughs> skews older, I feel like it, 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 it tends to be more of a right-wing incubator than any other social media platform. You, YouTube is an exception. Um because the right has won YouTube for the most part. And yeah. I, I think a lot of that has to do with just, like, the way that they package their messaging, coupled with the fact that they tend to be a lot more ideologically uh, consistent than than lefties yeah. do, just allows... Well, they're better at making their message palatable to children. That's also true. Um, you When you when you look at, like, most of... like Because I know, like, I hadn't watched ContraPoints when you were on the show before, but I've seen their her, her content now. And she's probably, like, the most palatable and most interesting, like, yeah. Like, I've I've watched Vouch and, like, just, like, like literally every left-wing thinker is just obsessed with being an intellectual. Yeah. And if you watch everybody on the right, it's, it's like, the exact opposite almost. Uh, Yep. I would agree with that. It's, like, you, you, you watch a lot of, like left-wing content, and it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, and if you do know what they're talking about, you're bored. Yeah. Um, it's just, yeah, like, they're, you know what's funny is because I realized that I didn't, like, know about any black left tubers, so I tried to find some, and no disrespect at all, but even some of them, I don't feel like are as entertaining as I would like them to be for the purposes of this argument, you know? They even they may not be obsessed with being intellectuals as much, but it is still basically like frogs, yeah. and they're not really stepping their game up to that like contrapoints level, mm-hmm. where or even unfortunately like a classically Abby level, you know, most of the time, you know, like, and it's it's you know, it's just the little things, I guess. It I don't know. Like I said, ultimately right wingers are better at like. You said being consistent, the consistent messaging, but they just, like, bite-sizing it. I mean, the message is so anti-intellectual, it's generally going to be easier to do that. Yeah. It's interesting because 
I feel like a lot of like the ideologies of the left, like left wing ideology for the most part is, is one about how people treat one another. Like at at the core of it, it's like, you know, it's about being egalitarian and it's about being equitable, but almost all of the arguments that contemporary left wing thought puts forth, it's always an intellectual one. It's never one that hits you right here. Yeah, they're always trying to explain to you why you should care and not like yeah. you should care because if caring is good, yeah, necessarily. But conversely, right wing arguments are always like, well, you know, we're logical and we don't we think with our heads first and not never with our hearts, but the way that they portray their arguments are always designed to get people's blood boiling. It's like I don't know, the left can never make people angry. You see what I'm saying? Like afraid to do it. Well, it's like the the left has a commitment to civility that I think is overrated. Obviously, mm-hmm. you've seen some of the shit I'll talk to people. <laughs> like, yeah. But uh, to answer that Facebook question, uh-huh. it probably has something to do with like a lot of my network being you know based in McMinnville area. That also makes sense. Yeah. Um, because I'm attracting and like I've met a lot of like white folks in the Midwest on tour mm-hmm. because this guy is somebody I met. Somebody's like dad, that I, who's like the father of a guy in a band that I ran into, I think in town, but they're from somewhere out there. So he's saying that you want, you don't want justice, you want revenge. Yeah, and I'm not sure. I, I'm pretty sure it's just because he was. I don't know. I said something to them about something. Did they post, like, some Trump shit? Their son or whoever, their relative that I met in that band will just post, like, stuff like this, like, about Trump's general corruption because I guess they grew up with this conservative fella and grew up conservative, so they're still like, holy crap, do you believe this stuff? And he's still trying to reason with whoever this is and people like them, like, they care about other people. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, don't you? And, like, they care that he's lying and stuff. Donald Trump is lying. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really funny <laughs> watching him make these appeals that clearly have no weight to people who clearly don't care mm-hmm. about other people for whatever reason, whether it be that they're brown or that they're poor or that God doesn't love them or whatever excuse that they've constructed. Uh <laughs> And I, I, like, that's what I'm trying to remember. I can't remember. I'll just, like, s- someone will say something ignorant, and I will just, like, kind of bait them. Mm-hmm. And I don't even think about it half the time. I'm just, like, fucking with them. And I, th- but with this dude, I did send him, because he said something. I did send him, like, a list of resources about why systemic racism is a thing and what the difference is between racism and prejudice. Because mm-hmm. he did, I mean, that's almost, like, that could be, like, a packet I could compile and just have at the ready <laughs> to send to this type of white person. Yeah, but I was just like, I was like, because they always do the thing where you troll them, they get upset that you're trolling them. Especially, I'm just good at pissing people off. I always like turn, I turn their like words on them. They get really mad and they tell me that I don't want to have a logical argument and I don't have anything to back it up. And I'm smarter than them and I, I, it would take me like five minutes to back it up better than they'll even bother to deal with. Like they're not going to read any of this shit anyway, but I, I can 
So okay, sure, because I always get kind of offended because it's always got a, like a, a note of you're you're just a stupid liberal, and so I do that sometimes, and I think I did that to him, and he's just like responding, even though it was days ago. Right. I don't really know. Let oh, me. I've got seven messages from this guy. Let me hit you with something real quick, because and I I think that generally, in 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 the United States, but also elsewhere, the right understands that facts don't change people's minds. Yeah. E- even though when you when like if you debate with people, you say well you they but people like the right wing love saying well you got to look at the facts while simultaneously denying the facts, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so and they, they 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 engage in that kind of double speak, but it's kind of like you know people who are progressive or liberal or people who are like actually at the left. It always has to be like oh like well we have to be intellectually sound and we can't make any mistakes and this that and the other. Yeah. And you that I don't think that's how you win. I I mm-hmm. don't. Here's yeah. Um, well, that's why I fuck with them. Because here's the thing. I think I think you can if you have the patience. Maybe I don't know. Because, like, I'm not going to, like, when I present them the facts, I'm not expecting them to take them. I just, like, know it's a necessary step. So that way, like, because if it's especially if it's, like, a thread like this, there's evidence. They can't say I didn't try. They can't be like, well, he never had an argument. He never had sources. He never cited anything. It's like I did just for the decorum. You know, I think you can double speak. I think the left maybe should indulge in some of their dirtier rhetorical tactics. Basically, I know I agree, and that's kind of one of them I like to adopt because people think because they think they're slick pulling that shit. They think they're so clever, like mm-hmm. that they can decide what words mean mm-hmm. at will, and they think that no one knows what they're doing. So I think it's totally fair to sometimes just like kind of indulge in that, even though I guess I understand the left's weird commitment to high roading every fucking thing. Or something. It's. I think it's a white obsession with civility, but that's just my opinion. But even even with that, though, you know, obviously most right wingers are white people. Yeah. And they are not committed to civility because they're committed to like changing what words mean. Like I said, they're okay with civility, meaning be only being civil to white people who agree with them. That's one of the things. I'm like, well, I think the left should be okay with being not civil, mm-hmm. not in the same way, just like the people who don't agree with them, but to fucking fascists. Mm-hmm. Someone's clearly a fascist. You don't have to kiss their ass. You don't have to be nice. You can be, uh, I guess I, it's one of those things for me. It's a shade of gray. Yeah. I think you can be civil and not have to even be Joe Biden with, will you shut up, man? I think you could have been a little firmer and that would have still been civil. I think reciprocity is like a thing in interactions. Like if someone smacks you in the face, you're not uncivil. Be like, hey, motherfucker, don't smack me again. Mm -hmm. If someone walks up to you and is like, you called them a motherfucker, how dare you? I think that person's stupid. You know know what I mean? It's certain, this is just like from what I've observed. I spend a lot of time on YouTube and I spend a lot of of time like on like YouTube political rabbit holes and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Part part of the rhetorical issue that the left has when I said now when, when I'm saying the left now I'm not talking about like the Democratic Party establishment Joe Biden Kamala mm-hmm. Harris people like that because yeah. they ultimately have no meaningful I feel like we ideology really been talking about them right yeah <laughs> I, I just wanted to make that that clear yeah. distinction because you ha- you have a lot of people in in the United States they're they're like Bernie Sanders is about as far left as you can go which in a lot of the developed world is like literal like the middle you see what i'm saying yeah like mm-hmm, in, in most developed countries if you take something like for health like he- health care for example it's just understood that well this shouldn't be something that has a profit motive behind it that is still a debate in this country so like even like bernie sanders anywhere in the rest of the world is like a normal politician in america he's a crazy socialist 
But when you listen to like right wingers talk, government should be small. We don't need to be spending any money. Um, well, the quote unquote, the states need to uh, be able to make decisions as far as how they want to control the civil, li- civil liberties of people in there. You see what I'm saying? We can't deviate from the Constitution. Um, the, 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 the only thing that people who are on the left consistently say is, well, we need to treat people better. It's never anything very specific. It's, it's always a philosophical discussion ra- ra- rather than a policy-based one. And I think that comes from the idea that I think people incorrectly assume that people don't have any, like, stomach or interest in a policy-based discussion. We don't spend enough time saying, hey, here's how these things will make your life better. Like, yeah, if you take something like Green New Deal, for example, mm-hmm. the right-wing argument would be that, well, if they do this, they're going to take your fucking jobs away. The, the answer to that should be, no, motherfucker, we're going to give you jobs that pay more than the ones that you're working now, and you don't have to work in a coal mine for the rest of your life. That's what it should be. Yeah. Not, well, we, 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 we just got to save the planet. Even if that is the end goal, you have to make it clear to people that, hey, this is going to be something that benefits your life and the life of your children. Uh, yeah, I honestly think that that's true because a lot of, the people who are supposed to be left in this country don't really want the status quo to change. I agree. I don't think they want to make an effective appeal. Particularly, I would level that at the DNC. But other than that, I think sometimes people have internalized that rhetoric and just think that, I don't know. Yeah, I think people for some reason, on the yeah, I do see that on the left. I don't, I don't really... No, you're right. I agree. See a thing for it other than like that's sort of how people are brainwashed to think they have to argue the point or something as if anyone really gives a fuck about the big picture. Um, America's democratic establishment would rather lose than divert from ideological purity. For some reason. Which is fucking stupid. I don't understand. And I, 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 I guess they want to like hold... Uh, the, the Democratic Party, like, by a stranglehold and just, like, well, I always got a job. I guess they're looking out for themselves or whatnot. I guess. Like, Joe Biden literally got up on that fucking debate stage and said, I am the Democratic Party. And yeah, was like, that was, was like, not my favorite thing, yeah, he said. Like, Man, if you don't get your ass. Yeah, that shit was a shit show. I am the Democratic Party. They vote, like... Yeah, why was that the thing he had to be the firmest about? I mean, I think it's probably some truth. Yeah, I think that. About. It, I mean, yes, it's just that, like, you. I, I don't think he, he understands just how much of a fuck you that was to the people that you need to win this election. And that's what yeah. I'm saying. They are dedicated. Yeah. Well, and I guess, like, why, why the fuck that's do you want to be president DNC. at 77 anyway? You fuck. Just enjoy your golden years. Why do you want to work harder? <laughs> He's run at least two times. I think it's just a thing for him. He wants to be president, honestly. You know, that would be my spitball. Uh, it, dude, no. They, all you can do I is side. The Democratic Party was like seven minutes in. God, dude, we didn't get any. God, we didn't get any. That was such a waste of my fucking time. And it was weird because, like, I expected w- it to be bad, but I expected it to be bad in, like, a better way than it fucking was. Exactly. I was like, I, I wasn't going to watch it until the last minute. And I was like, you know what? 
because in 2016, I just read the transcripts. I couldn't handle that shit. I heard Trump speak enough in 2015 when he announced he was running. In 2016, I was like, I don't want to listen to this motherfucker. He makes more sense in writing because you can go back and be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Okay. Okay. <laughs> like, I think I know what you're trying to say. Uh, and, you know, still nonsense. But, yeah, I was, like, not going to watch it until the last minute. And I was, like, because in 2016, I also didn't even have the time. I wasn't even, like, in the house usually when those debates were happening. I was at work. I was, like, well, let me watch this shit. Let me be a good American or some bullshit to watch this. And I was, like, I thought I would, I thought I would be bored, too. And I was, like, oh, no, this isn't boring because 10 minutes in. Will you shut up, man? I was, like, I feel you, but... Oh God! <laughs> like, like, I expected Trump. Honestly, at that point, I was afraid for Joe Biden and Chris Wallace. I was like, can can Donald like call the Secret Service in right now? Like for that? Like, can he say that to him? Because I got the extreme sense if 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 Donald Trump wasn't just trying to fuck Joe Biden up because he stutters and they're really weirdly focused on that Joe Biden stutters, trying to make the case that Joe Biden's any crazier than your average seventy-seven year old. <laughs> Or even Donald Trump, which is the funniest fucking thing. I love that the right will literally make the same claims the left has made about Donald that are actually probably substantive about Joe Biden, just like it's nothing. As if, like, everybody can't see who Donald Trump is, but they'll be like, yeah, Joe Biden's doing drugs. It's like, you guys are stupid. So they both lost a step. Mm -hmm. Like, 2016, or I guess 2012 Biden to now has lost a step. Donald Trump has lost a step since he got elected. Mm-hmm. He's lost a step. And, you know, they there's, you know, they that online conspiracy too. theory. Healthy. They made him stop eating KFC every day. It probably fucked him up a little bit. <laughs> you think that was what keeping that was keeping him going? The yeah, KFC? Yeah, probably. If you make a routine out of shit like that and then somebody makes you stop, it'll, it's, uh, he's probably had KFC withdrawals, dog. He might be. <laughs> like, like, I've heard on 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 both sides of the aisle. I've heard internet rumors that that, that both of them are on uppers, and they probably both are on uppers because, like, you know, they're old. They, old people just get prescribed that that are rich. They'll it, just be like, "Here's some fucking hydrocodone to keep you going, Joe." It was so crazy because, like, they were both on the stage talking about how like elderly people are the highest risk group for COVID, and they're saying it as if they're not both fucking elderly. Mm-hmm. Y'all are old as shit, especially yeah. Joe. Well, they know. They know. They they know that they lean. Like, they know how old the country actually is. <laughs> yeah, you got a point. Yeah, you got like, a point. They can't, because this is the the, situ- the the circumstances which we are in. Mm-hmm. Rich people are probably scared as shit. If I were rich, I'd be scared as shit. Mm-hmm. If I was rich in 77, I'd be shitting my fucking depends, mm-hmm. dude. Because the demographics and these circumstances with the wealth inequality, the last time some shit looked like this. It was in France, yeah. and they killed those motherfuckers. They did. <laughs> they did. <laughs> like, when shit looks like this, it goes south for rich people really quick. They're walking <laughs> a fine ass tightrope, and that's why it's that's why it's extra special, ridiculous for Joe Biden to talk about he is the Democratic Party because Joe Biden ain't shit. So now I, I think that they should be scared. I actually kind of feel the opposite. I feel like they they're they're not taking it seriously. And I think part of that has to do with the fact that everybody's out there fighting each other right now. Yeah. Well, that's probably their idea, um, or at least they probably lean into that. I, d- I think I think it probably depends on what kind of rich person you are. Yeah. But I think there's a very like rich people build like doomsday bunkers and shit in their fancy ass houses. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't get that impulse if you weren't worried. You're right. You know, if you weren't like, oh, because they're not building that shit for nuclear missiles. I don't think. Like, mm-hmm. 
Like they're building that shit for fucking inevitable class revolution. I don't know. That strikes me as the more imminent threat, but I'm not a rich white ring white person, so or even just a rich person. So what do you so what what is what is what is your <laughs> your analysis that of the trajectory over? Let's do short term first. Let's let, let's say the next three months. Because we, we're, we're about three months out from, from January, which is when all of this ideally should be resolved. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it obviously, probably, I mean, Trump getting coronavirus mm. is kind of a terrible thing. Because mm. when Boris Johnson got coronavirus in the UK, the right wing in the UK used it as this patriotic, mm-hmm. like nitro boost, mm-hmm. and it's really easy to see that happening here. I can especially see it. because this dude, if he lives through this and gets through it, he's absolutely gonna come out and be like, "Yep, hydroxychloroquine cur- cured me." Mm-hmm. But I, I fucking guarantee it. How you doing, man? And if he doesn't do that, <laughs> if he doesn't do that, I'll lick my shoes. Mm-hmm. I'll show some hole. On fucking Twitter, Jesus. Um, I, 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 if he doesn't do it, Sean Hannity will do it for him, and somebody will probably rule that he no one will take him. Should take him seriously. Yeah. Uh, it depends on that. Mm-hmm. I do think. I don't know. I'm honestly almost afraid to fucking say certain things at this point because I think it's very, it's very serious the threat the GOP's decided to pose to just democracy at this point mm-hmm. like I think it's like very worrying the shit they're doing and like I would not put it past Trump to be to further use his like federal agents in just more heinous and heinous ways especially considering he was like oh I'm gonna call Antifa a hate group so and act like the Declare because the declaring the clan thing is the most no they th- shallow distraction. You see this a lot. They do this because th- they on the same day that he declared the KKK a terrorist organization, he, it had to be KKK and Antifa. Yeah. It had to be which Antifa isn't even really, you know, yes. but you know, like obviously, if either you that that that's something that either fits into your worldview or it doesn't. Depending on who you are in America today, Antifa and Black Lives Matter are either ideologies or they are literal groups like fucking Cobra from G.I. Joe or the evil, yeah. like, you know, it's just kind of like, like you, you, I don't know how often you get back to McMinnville, but like, I don't, and I, I probably don't blame you. It probably would be no fun. What coronavirus? It's a hoax. But you, you'll, you'll hear people who, you know, who, who, who live in like rural America. It's all, it's never like, you know, affirming black lives matter as a slogan or an understanding it's always the black lives matter as in they are an armed group of individuals who are marauding through the streets at night which it is not but i think part of the problem is though and maybe it's always been this way i think that if, if it was always this way the internet has made it worse we 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 literally live in different realities now, and yeah. if you're if you're not op- if you're not existing in the same reality, there's no way to have a conversation with people. Almost. And I don't know, 
I don't know how that is supposed to be overcome, <laughs> to be honest with you. I'm trying I'm, I'm trying so hard to put a positive spin on that and saying, here's what we can do about it. Shame might play an integral role. Yeah, but <laughs> part, part of the issue oh, is... But some people have known. They, it, it's, it's not, I don't even know, like, because you, like, if you, you can get sh- shamed from people who share your reality, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, let's, let, let, let's assume that you're, like, more, more of a traditional conservative. You're not, like, this new, uh, the, like, like, the more extreme fascist ring that's, that, that we're starting to see pop up, right? Okay, well, maybe like, like, let's say that you're just like an old school conservative. It's like, okay, well, like, yeah, we, 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 you know, we need to keep the fucking federal deficit low, and, and, and we need to cut back on entitlement programs, but we don't need to go out in the street with paintballs and do all that proud boy stuff. And it's kind of like, look, are you with us or are you without us? You can get shamed within people who share your your reality, yeah, right? Yeah. But you can't you can't shame across rea- realities because you've already made the point that this is my enemy over here. I, well, at the same time, like this is a majority Christian country, and they're supposed to have these at least traditionally culturally Christian values that literally the entire ideology is at odds with. So I think there might be an N somewhere there. <laughs> I'm trying to decide if I agree with that or not. Um, on on a so on on a base level, on a base level. Christianity should be about peace and love, or something. Yeah, right. In 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 you know in in the Gospels anyway. Yeah. But there's a whole ass Old Testament. Pretty laid back. He was a pretty yeah. He was he was a pretty chill Especially dude compared to the Old Testament God. But but you but so much of These like fuckers be standing in the Old Testament God. They they well that but that's the thing. Yeah no you're right they do. Um I think evangelicals like the symbolism of white Jesus, but I think they are preferential to the exclusionary Old Testament you know, these way. these people should be Hasidic Jews, really. They should. But they don't. That, that's one thing I do appreciate Belmont for, is forcing me through seminary classes where someone taught me the like how to accurately, or at least gave me some sort of context on Jewish culture, because the Old Testament's kind of different. Mm-hmm. If you actually like know what the fuck they're ever talking about, um, and honestly makes a stronger case for, you know, Christians, because it's the ideological point, to not be taking the Old Testament as part of any of our gospel. Because yeah. it's really not, it's just a historical document for us at this point. Right. Theoretically, mm-hmm. if you're Christian, right? Um, saying us, because I have a still like identify, right, as culturally Christian. But if you're culturally Christian, that's not... Or religiously Christian, the Old Testament is not what you take your fucking. Okay, so let me let's try this then. Is it really possible to be culturally Christian without your cultural values coming from the Old Testament? Because when you think about, yeah, like there's there's not a whole lot of culture in the New Testament. Mm -hmm. There is there there are a set of because like essentially the, the the New Testament is. Four books about Jesus and the disciples from different perspectives. The rest of it is letters. Mm-hmm. I think the Acts is kind of a mixture of is, is mainly a historical document, but everything after that is a letter that that Paul wrote to the early churches, and there are a few letters that John wrote. Yeah. Um. So there, it's a set of directions on how to organize churches. But as far as like, you know, sex oh, and marriage and these, yeah, yeah there's there's not a whole lot of culture exactly. in it. And, and what culture there is 
for the most part, is universal to most religions. Mm-hmm. Um, so when they talk about like Judeo-Christian values, I think it means Old Testament. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. That's my that, that's my take on it anyway. I don't know. It basically does. Um, probably to be fair, it basically does. Yeah, because I mean. The Ten Commandments, I mean, we based the Bill of Rights on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, I can't, I, I don't, yeah, that's a totally, that seems, I, I can't figure out any other way to look at it, really. Um, but, I mean, to me, that, 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 that presents something of an issue here when you know, people say, well, we're built on Christian values. They don't, they don't mean peace and love and understanding. They, they, they mean that, there is a, 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 a natural order to the world, and God's yeah. chosen people, depending on who you think those are, have to be at the top. That's exactly what they mean. The mind is right philosophy. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah that's definitely exactly true, too. Um, so, yeah, I guess, you know... Uh, <laughs> but everything Jesus said is an act of sort of attack on that philosophy. Uh-huh. No. So... But it's, they, they don't really typically care because they don't read their Bibles. I, to me, it's a book. Like, it you know, is, I don't... Yeah. For, 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 I, like, I, I feel bad for, like, quote-unquote progressive Christians, like Christians who were, like, evangelical or even, like, Christian leftists because so much of the way that Christianity is practiced in the United States is totally at odds with any philosophy of making people's life better. We, we like America has bastardized Christianity in a way that it, it, it's designed to exclude. It's designed to say that if you're poor, for example, you must be outside of God's will or, you know, you, you, or maybe God hasn't smiled favor upon you or something like that. Uh, you know, America conflates being holy and being wealthy, even though Jesus said the exact opposite. Yeah. Um, and I guess that's part of just what humans do is they, they interpret text through their own cultural lenses and they make it make sense for them. Um, but I feel bad for anybody who like, you know, kind of wants to be a Christian or whatever, but also has to do all the mental gymnastics <laughs> of reconciling the culture of American Christians with actual Christianity. Yeah, I, yeah, I do too. Honestly, um, hasn't to say that because of some of my family members, because I feel like they'd be like, "Don't feel bad for me." <laughs> <laughs> Is that what they would it's say? Bad. Uh, yeah, because I think some of them have an easier time with that than you or I, because mm-hmm. <laughs> or something. I, I feel like they do still struggle with it because uh, the, the complete and total odds that our culture is at with Christian values. I mean, I literally don't ever. I feel like I think of the whole thing. He says it's easier for a rich man to pass through the eye of a needle than to enter the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. I think about I think I think about that every day mm-hmm. lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, rich people, white people don't know that one. I don't know. 
I don't know, man. That's See, and it, it's weird that's not because an American scripture. I feel like that is one of Jesus's greatest hits. Yeah, that's one like like that's like easily like top five, mm-hmm. top five. Right? Yeah, but I, I I guess it's just something that people just willfully ignore. Or I think that's a big key to this whole conversation. Like the right wing mindset is made out of well, actually, most of the American mindset period, Mm -hmm. for both sides of the political aisle is made out of willful ignorance. So you're Mm -hmm. talking about living in different realities. Like, Mm -hmm. that takes... Because it hurts to be wrong. Mm -hmm. It's when the internet makes it easier to get your dopamine hit of being right. That's what the internet does. And so I think people have just committed... I mean, people are way too entitled to comfort. I don't know what people think. Your comfort is not a like an entitlement. Mm-hmm. I don't know what about this experiment in America can made white people and then people outside of white people, especially for damn sure, think that being comfortable was something you were really entitled to. Because mm-hmm. that's a fucking lie. Mm-hmm. And the world will smack your ass around if you think you should be comfortable all the damn time. In my opinion, I think that's a pitfall of your life. If you're living your life to constantly be comfortable. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people become so uncomfortable with being uncomfortable, particularly when it comes to their ideology and the idea that they might be a bad person, mm-hmm. that their parents might have been bad people, that their great-grandparents might have been bad people. They turn their critical thinking brain off, and they are willfully ignorant because that hurts less than admitting, you know, for example, when I say great-grandparents, white people have such a hard problem with, like, Rich people sent my poor ass parents to fight in the Civil War for no fucking reason. Mm-hmm. Just out of straight hatefulness and spite mm-hmm. and shittiness. And like my parents participated in that out of fucking ignorance. Mm-hmm. Well, that seems to bother the fuck out of white people. Mm-hmm. That's just the truth. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it bothers y'all so goddamn much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like it's um, from my point of view, even as a half white person, like I don't love it. As mm-hmm. a half-white person, but what the fuck are you gonna do? What am I gonna? What am I supposed to do? Lie? Mm-hmm. What am I supposed to like? Well, that's what white people do. Well, my grandparents were there for segregation. Is it? And yeah, that's what they do to me. <laughs> that's what I hear. <laughs> I was like, what is like? And of course, that's not all white people. There are white people who are like ready to actively deal with like where we're at because of what's happened in the past. Because people always want to be like, well, you're just like a sense. You're saying, like, the sins of my father aren't mine. And it's like, that's... The, I don't even think the point of that scripture was to take that one-to-one literal. Like, it's... If, <laughs> you know, you just inherit the shit you inherit. You're, like, can't hang out with your parents for 18 years and not get some shit from them. That's true. If they hung out with their parents for 18 years before that. Like, trauma can totally be generational. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why... Well... <laughs> American culture is sick mm-hmm. at the end of the day. I wrote a blog post about that recently. At the end of the day, the way white people have been done in this culture is a sickness. The idea of American white supremacy is blisteringly insane, and the only place it could lead is to something authoritarian like this because the nature of that mindset, that's the only place it goes. It doesn't even make sense. These motherfuckers couldn't get along in Europe before they all came over here. Mm-hmm. It makes no goddamn sense for them to have pulled this shit and been like, okay, we're going to count the Irish and the Swiss now. But all of that was calculated just to shit on black people for the most part in American history.
And so you've ended up with a system that was built on just keeping rich white people rich and like spite. And I think this type of thinking that white people, the whole white supremacy, the whole cultural Christianity stuff, because white supremacy and cultural Christianity are strictly linked, <clears throat> make a lot of people mad. But I don't care. Probably, if you're listening to like, there, like, there's nothing. Seen that comment? I feel. Yeah. (laughs) At least. So, I feel like very, very little of this conversation is going to make anybody mad that listens to this show. The the only time that I've like heard somebody like get upset about anything that I've said in this show, I think I said something about witchcraft because like, like, like I'm an atheist man, Mm -hmm. and I think that like for a lot of like, for a lot of Americans we've gotten really, really comfortable, like, shitting on Christianity, like, a lot of alternative Americans, anyway, people who are not, like, red, white, and blue Barbie Ken types, like, are comfortable criticizing Christianity, but I don't make a whole lot of distinctions. I'm just like, look, if if we've got to the point where we were like, yeah, this, we call it Greek mythology, I don't understand why you don't look at all religions like that, personally. Yeah, but Camilla's into the pagan stuff, and I have to, like, be careful about my skepticism and I'll hurt her feelings. Yeah, and, you know, I... I'm sorry. I'm not, like, saying that, like, I think this is specifically, like, stupid. mm -hmm. I just think it's as stupid as every other thing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, that's kind of my thing. like... And I can't put it like that. And I don't mean stupid, Camilla. If you listen to this, I just mean like, I just yeah. equal levels of validity. It's like I'm really into voodoo, just as like a kind of a cultural interest, which makes sense. But I'm not like. But even like there, there, there are plenty. I'm of a little superstitious in general, mm-hmm. so, which is, but like. That's just like a southern holdover. I don't really want anybody doing any type of ritual like too close to me that's supposed to be doing anything bad. Like I don't want anybody cursing anybody in my house or something. You know, it's like keep that shit out of my. Yeah. You know. But it it it's weird because they're you know you're seeing we'll get back to the the Christianity white supremacy thing in a second. But like you're you're as, as more and more young people start to leave the church, more and more people go to like ancient spirituality or in, you know indigenous spirituality or that makes sense. right. And I'm I'm just like. Or we could for answers. right, and this is just my personal opinion. Like we could just not like we could like like I I personally don't see the, the the benefit in leaving a set of fairy tales for another set of fairy tales. That's my thing. It's like a philosophical journey. Yeah, is because I've had so many different opinions about the spirituality thing that that's I totally understand if you're one of your stops is paganism. I guess for me, even though. I am very much, I feel like the kind of skeptic you are, where it's like, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, where I'd agree with the statement about it just being a different set of fairy tales. Mm -hmm. Um, I was going to compare, I was going to compare the thinking of the culture in America to a fungal infection in a garden bed. Because when one plant gets a fungus, the fungus will just spread, because that's what fungus does. Mm -hmm. Um, Their roots are like invisible and they just spread underground and it'll just get every plant in the garden bed. I think white supremacy, particularly the American kind, is like that and has been has like evolved over time to be like better at its job. Um that's what I'm really worried about in the next few months is like right wing violence escalating because as they do that, 
no one's really going to give a fuck however many Kyle Rittenhouse has happened. You know, it's just like, it's just going to be a thing, I think, that we're dealing with. And if Black Lives Matter people and Antifa, if people protesting respond to it, like in Portland, they were taking away protester shields after Proud Boys were showing up mm-hmm. with paintball guns and shit. Mm-hmm. But they could have paintball guns and shields themselves. Mm-hmm. And we're going to see more of that, I'm sure. And that that worries me because I'm sure there's going to be like more cops getting shot. And mm-hmm. that's going to be covered at, you know... Very, it's gonna be, that's gonna get a lot of media coverage compared to right. all this right wing violence. I mean, like, I mean, you've seen right wingers have been starting shit at all of the prominent protests, and it gets virtually no coverage. And if it does get covered, it gets get covered like, look at what these fucking savages are doing, as if it's 1965. It's the exact same shit. Mm-hmm. We're just like, look at them. They just they're having riots. Um, so <laughs> I think that you're gonna see some more cops white people just die in general and it get pinned and it get put on black people's doorstep mm-hmm. like they had anything to fucking do with it um what's interesting so first of all there is reason to be concerned that like there there are several indicators like you know gun sales are through the roof uh, even with people who traditionally uh, don't buy guns for example honestly i yeah i exactly i would never have considered getting a gun like i have like mental health issues for me that I was like, yeah, it's not something I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. But now I'm like, well, let me get a concealed carry. Mm-hmm. No, like, I'm oh, no, same. Because I, like, I, I think that like as, as, as much as we're talking about fascism right now, I just think it's foolish for you to be asking the government to take your right to own a firearm away when the opposite side is like armed and they want you to know that they're armed. I just think that mm-hmm. that's dumb. Yeah. Like, if, if, I'm if, right there if, with you. Yeah. And right. I don't... Go ahead. Yeah. I, for me, being at the point personally where I want to have a handgun, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I want one in my car and one in my house. Like, I'm not fucking around. If I'm at that point, mm-hmm. that should be something for everybody. I didn't, don't want anything to do with a fucking gun. I know how to use them. That's all I need to know. So this is from Politico, yeah. um, which is not, you know, that's not like a fringe paper or anything like that. Like, Politico is pretty, I'm, I'm sure, like, if you're a conservative, you think it's like, you know, it's, a, yeah. it's liberal media, but it's Politico. So this headline reads, Americans increasingly believe violence is justified if the other side wins. They did a poll of Democrats and Republicans. 36% of Democrats and 33% of Republicans, I'm sorry, 33% of Democrats and 36% of Republicans believe that violence is at least somewhat justified if it means... It's a Republican percentage. It is. But, you know, uh, but in, in any sense, a third of people on either side is pretty significant. Yeah. And you can even track, like, over, over, over the course of this, like, they, they, like it, it was about 30-30 in June, right around the, the time that George Floyd was happening. But if you, when they polled this same thing on <laughs> November 1st, 2017, it was 8 and 8. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's exploded to about a third, yeah. of, you know, of these people polled and whatnot. Um, which I think that in the United States, anyway, that is almost unthinkable. Other parts in the world is not. And may- maybe we're just getting a taste of what it's like to live literally almost anywhere else in the world. Um, you know, we kind of well, imagine... We have a despot for a president. I mean, this is our first a reality TV star, but, it, like, you guess who he owes that money to? Who do you think he owes all that money to? 
You, you don't want me to say Russia, do you? I mean, well, who do you think, though? He, I think like he, he does what people think. He he does owe money to Russian banks. I I'm not one of those people that thinks he's a Putin puppet. I think okay. that that is the Democrat version of Benghazi. I think it's really? dumb. Oh hell yeah! He's really good buddies with di- well, okay, because he's really good buddies with a bunch of dictators. Mm-hmm. So I think that he admires that type of leader. He really likes Vladimir. I I, I what what I what I don't think is that. I, I don't think that he's some kind of man because like literally like there there's some people who are too dumb like to be Manchurian candidates. Optimistic. It's not it's not so much that it's optimistic. I still think that he's dangerous. I just don't think that 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 he is a part of some Russian plot to take America apart from the inside. I, I think that I don't that, think he'd be an active participant in that plot, but I think like he's definitely dumb enough to be manipulated by a dude like Vladimir. Oh, Putin. is he dumb enough to be manipulated? Yes. Is but is 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 Vladimir Putin running America secretly right now? No, I don't, I don't think, think that. that. I just think there's something going on there. If, I mean, if you like, if you let like like if you let like MSNBC, which is basically state media for the Democratic National Convention. That's low key what they believe, but like it, like that is like their. I don't know if you remember the whole Benghazi scandal, yeah. or like Fast and Furious during the Obama administration. Mm-hmm. It's the MSNBC version of that. It's a dumbass political scandal that doesn't really mean anything because yeah. because ultimately, and I think you and me have talked about well, this. Well, there's plenty more political scandals. That well, yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it, but political scandal it's is like bad coverage because it's something they can't prove when there's plenty of stuff you can prove on the dude. This is the thing. They're the Democrats and Republicans will disagree on culture. That's about it, and 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 they will they they will take cheap shots at one another. But for the most part, they 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 operate to serve the same system, and even like like for example, like you, I don't know who like who, who did you watch the debate with, like not which person, but like who who were you watching it? Who who, who what punditry did you watch after it was over? I guess I was watching on CNN. I did not stick around for their comments. So Rick Santorum was on the CNN panel that night. Literally everybody if you if you retire from office or if you lose a fucking campaign, the first thing that you fucking do is you go get a job as a pundit for one of those media networks. Yeah. It's all one big fucking revolving door. Yeah. They're absolutely. all full of shit. Yeah. Um and the the point Point being, whether it's like you know the, the 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 impeachment scandal or whether it was whatever bullshit they tried to do to Obama, none of it really gets to the root of what needs to happen in order to make like this life a little bit more livable for American people. Everything Absolutely. is on the table for Democrats and Republicans except the economy. That is off the fucking table, mm-hmm. as evidenced by the fact that they can't come to an agreement over a second stimulus check, for example. Them motherfuckers will talk about anything and fight about anything, but they will all agree, well, these probably don't need to go out. No, we, we all right on that. Plenty of people still haven't gotten the first one, like me. You still ain't got your, you still ain't got your stimulus check? Never saw that shit, dude. Oh. Payment status is not available. I damn the it, dude. But man, yeah, like, I, I'm not, like, because you can't get anybody on the phone. The only, like, Literally, news articles will be like, well, you could get a lawyer. And it's like, if I want my stimulus check, I don't have money for a fucking lawyer. Mm-hmm. If I'm missing it, if I need it right now, <laughs> what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, I was like, that's a slap in my face. Okay. Because I should absolutely have one. They should have some sort of payment that says, I've filed taxes for the past, like, 
seven years. Hell yeah. No, you definitely, yeah. I mean, I know a lot of people didn't get it. I know a lot of dead people got it, too. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they fucked up the way they fucked up, but they clearly fucked up. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's, you know, go, go, like as, as far as the Russia thing, as you were asking me about who I think, he, he probably owns it to mm. a collection of banks. I'm sure yeah. that some of those banks were our Russian banks and whatnot. But I feel like they're, it's going to be like Russia and Turkey and Brazil. It's going to be like all of the worst places. I don't think Look it's going to be his buddies. Russia. Um, but obviously probably Switzerland. I think, you know, he's also just, you know, I know a lot of people are like, you know, oh, he, he, you know, he's so smart for like, you know, dodging the tax code. First of all, the tax code is Who ass. Said that? That's like, you you know, that, that it's like kind of like, like a right wing narrative that, oh, well. Oh, I, oh, you mean right wingers said that? Yeah, I want, well, not, oh, I don't. Yeah. Uh, like of course some, they said that. Some, some peop, people who are looking to rationalize the fact that Donald Trump is president say things like, well, mm. he's a businessman. It's his job to spend less money. It's like, yeah, but he's also bleeding. Like, like he, he can't make any fucking money. Mm. Then he, he, he's broke. Well, you can't write off haircuts. You just can't do that. I think you can almost write off anything if you can prove that it's a business expense. Not even yes. prove. If, if you say it's a business expense, well, you can str- write off anything. I've never heard anybody... And I feel like I would have in my time as an independent contractor. I've never heard of anyone being able to write off their fucking... We're musicians. If we should be able to write off a haircut... If anybody should be able to write off a haircut, some mm-hmm. fucking Broadway singer should be able to. Mm-hmm. And they can't write that shit off. Mm-hmm. They're ridiculous. At least I've never... Mm. See that that that's that that's that's laughable to the people I know. So I do like my taxes on H and R Block for free. Yeah. If you well, if, it'll if let you, you do anything in H, yeah, like. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't write anything off. Yeah, okay. But I'm sure that like if you pay like uh, like a like one of those like tax lawyers to prepare your taxes, they're writing all kinds of bullshit off. Because um, they know the codes well enough to know what yeah. you can and can't do. And th- that's that's the biggest difference between like people who work and like wealthy people is they just yeah. know how to exploit the fucking code. Well, that's exactly all it is. And in a in a sense, that when they say that, they're right. When they're like, "Oh, he's smart." That's just like because it is what businesses do. Amazon didn't pay any fucking taxes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're exactly right when they say that. But that is like what people do have money and corporations do have money. Yeah, like well, I mean, fuck, I do that. Like I wrote. I, I would owe a lot of money if I didn't write off, like, Ubers to practices and shit, dude. Like, I write off anything I absolutely can. Food on the road, like, yeah, like, if it's expense, yeah, if it's a business expense for me, I write it off, absolutely. And, like, I definitely stay pretty safely within the constraints for me. It's like I'm not, like, going to... Would you play on Broadway? Do they like? Is it like under the table money, or do you have to like fill out like a? a big it depends on how much they pay. Oh, if they I get see. over to a thousand dollars, they have to fill out the ten ninety nine. But it, below that, they don't have to do it. They can report it just for prudence's sake. But like, it was all I, I recorded it all last year. I think um, most of it. Um, there was some stuff like I don't think I record like those because like there'll be like gigs we do at the five spot where we'd make the door. It's like I'm not going to record that 20 bucks mm-hmm. like for fuck's sake that I made like where I'll record. Bro, I recorded Broadway um, and like I barely got out of owing the IRS, which is some shit. I barely got out of owing them like seven hundred dollars myself last year. And I was like, I don't know if I ever want to report my Broadway money again because I had gotten a fair amount of it because I was like fuck what the hell you know because it's like even with that money i was still making way less than thirty thousand dollars a year but then trump fucked the tax codes up and like because like fucking seven hundred dollars like 
I was like, where the fuck do y'all think I have that money? <laughs> making 15, like, fucking, no, not even that. Making 13K a year? Like, I'll tell you right now, I make 13K a year. I'm not trying to impress anybody. <laughs> like, how the fuck? How in the actual fucking fuck? If $750 is about as much money <laughs> as I see, like, I was just like, what the fuck? That's never happened to me since 2013 as the IRS asked me for shit. Because it wouldn't make any fucking sense to. I'm the lowest fucking tax bracket there possibly can I thought be. Under a certain income, don't you, you don't like have not to, have any tax liability? Yeah, I don't have to file at all. I just do it so they don't come for me for anything. Yeah. Because that's the way like Angie raised me to be. She was like, if you just do it and you always keep your records, they won't ever have to fuck with you. And if they do fuck with you, it's easy. Because mm-hmm. um, I guess she got audited one time and she has like fucking like she's like serious about it. So I just do. I don't think I'm going to do that shit anymore, dude. Honestly, I'm I'm pretty like okay if this is the way America is going to do me like if I'm not gonna see a fucking stimulus check why the fuck am I gonna do my taxes like they mm-hmm. don't give a fuck about me what am I filing taxes for making no money yeah like here hey government I'm here fuck y'all like like fuck every piece of them like you know we were pretty big news speaking of Broadway with this whole scandal about you know the government. The mayor's office. When I say the government, the mayor's office is allegedly lying about the COVID numbers That's because hard, allegedly. the mayor wants to keep businesses closed, which is literally even from like your your standard like right wing talking points is like dumb. Yeah, did, but didn't didn't you not see that like somebody came out and said that that was like a politically motivated statement that person oh. made where they twisted like it was a, it was a, a bunch of stuff. It was a hit job. Out of the, the day. Yeah. So let me see. Let me see if I can recap this right. The the Tennessean has the best like debunking of that whole Fox seventeen shit that made it all the way up to Tucker Carlson's show. Um, but basically what ended up happening was they got like one sentence out of an email that it was taken out of context. And I think they were basically like something they used basically like, yeah, the numbers coming out of Broadway are actually pretty low. And somebody replied to that email thread with, is this been made public? And then somebody replied with, uh, this is not for public consumption, which obviously the emails weren't, but they released that information in a press conference as, as it related to the numbers of COVID cases coming from Broadway, um, the, I think the next day or two days later, mm-hmm. um, then obviously they left that out of the Fox 17 article. And then it went through the right wing talking point thing. And everybody was like, Mayor Cooper of Nashville is trying to keep businesses closed. <laughs> because so much shit from white ring nut jobs for trying to keep people from getting coronavirus. Yeah. I think what you were referencing was uh, supposedly Steve Smith was like trying to get back at the mayor's office for keeping them closed. And he was apparently a part of helping circulate that rumor. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of like a a, a, I want revenge because you told me to close my business kind of thing. My spidey senses. When I saw that shit, I was like, that's bullshit. I don't know why yet. I'm not even going to pay any attention because I bet it's bullshit. And I just kind of like skated over that particular story because I mean. If you, like, follow the News Channel 4 station on Facebook, for example, the people in those comment sections, man, I was like, yeah, that that that's just something they want to hear mm-hmm. to a T. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's just, like, that I don't believe it, <laughs> like, you yeah. know, because John Cooper seems like a lot of things, and most of them are boring. But what 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 real sense did it make? You Like, you, you think that the mayor intentionally wants to bankrupt his own city? Because that, that that's the only reasonable assumption you can make. Coronavirus denial makes no sense. The rest of the world is going through this, and yet somehow it's all about America. 
You're right. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Doesn't make a lick of fucking sense. But, you know, we... People talk about it like, it's an election year. Do you, do you remember how H1N1... Like, you sound fucking stupid, bro. You sound okay, so fucking stupid. I wonder like, how are, how they're rationalizing the fact that now the president and his wife have it. Chris Christie, who is his debate coach, has it. Three sitting... It's an outbreak. ...Republican senators had. Trump gave it to all do of you, them. Do you follow the rogue POTUS accounts? Oh, on what Twitter, is, what the fuck is? What there is are that? rogue staff accounts on Twitter. There are people who are claiming, like under anonymity, they have these anonymous Twitter accounts that they are staffers of the White House. And since 2016, they've been using this Twitter account to leak shit. Mm-hmm. And they say that it's a full-fledged fucking outbreak. They're like, this is not a drill. No, this no. is not fake news. It is. Like, it 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 looks like they all got together to have a celebration for this new uh, Amy Amy Barrett, I think her name is, yeah. the, the Supreme Court nominee. Yeah. They got together to have her nomination ceremony at the Rose Garden. Somebody had it. And somebody symptomatic. <laughs> Stupid sons of bitches. Oh, God. And so now Kellyanne Conway has it. Trump has it. His wife has it. Chris Christie has it. Three Republican senators have it. Hope Hicks obviously has it. And then some other folks have it. And these are the people we know about. Mm-hmm. Um... And they, they look so stupid, guy. Yeah. And I don't even know if they know how dumb they I look. I saw that Trump went to the hospital overnight, too. They had to put Trump him on oxygen. Went, yeah. They had to put him on oxygen. <laughs> he's, I don't think he's on oxygen anymore. They had to put him on oxygen. He. It sounds like he was, I think he was on in worse shape than they were letting on. Because, again, he's 73. Absolutely, he was. He's 73. That, that, the, okay, the, okay. That his whole declaration of his health that he put on Twitter. Yeah. Look at that shit again. Look at the lighting. He's not cast. That's a green screen. I'm like 95% sure. I believe it. Like, I, you know, like this is like Trump reportedly received supplemental. I full screened it on my fancy computer and everything. I was like squinting at my HD. Like, are there any shit? Like, because he's not, like, they did a good job. Mm-hmm. He's, I think it's a green screen. Yeah. You, it just looks like a fucking green screen, man. He's not casting a shadow anywhere where the lighting's coming from. He, um, I guess when you when you grow up rich, he looked like ass, but he kind of always looks unhealthy. I mean, he's yeah, he's never looked healthy. He's never looked healthy, and you you would think that, but he 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 barely believes. I don't even know if he believes that this is a real thing. You've heard the thing where he doesn't believe in exercise. Have you heard that he believes that you're like? You have a certain amount of energy when you're born. Oh, hell no. And that if you exercise, you're using up your battery. So exercising <laughs> will kill you, basically. I, I got to look this shit up. Because you're depleting. It's something someone claimed about him in a book that used to work for him. I don't remember who it was now. but uh, Trump has a very strange theory about exercise. I could believe that. This is CNN. Hang on. Other than golf, he considers exercise misguided, arguing that a person, like a battery, just like you said, Mm -hmm. is born with a finite amount. I'm going to forget that. (laughs) That is dumb as hell. (laughs) That is dumb as hell, yeah. Why do we, wait, so, bitch, we eat. That's why we eat. But he, he, I mean, he believes all kinds of weird shit. He He doesn't believe all kinds of weird shit. You know why he eats McDonald's and KFC? Uh, No, I don't think. I've heard that So he eats McDonald's and KFC because he has a pathological fear of being poisoned. And he knows that if he goes to get fast food, there's no way for them to know that he's coming in advance so they can't poison him. 
He believes a lot of weird shit. That's like weirdly Babylonian of him. It's weird. It's also weird. Weirdly ancient emperor. Like you're gonna be. No one's gonna poison. No one does assassinations like that really anymore. Especially you fired. No one does. No one gives a shit, man. I don't know, dude. Maybe now. I don't want the secret service. But if he's had like a con, yeah, for real though. (laughs) If he's had a consistent fear of that, like, but well, you know why? Like, he's he's Donald. Like, people were rapping about him. Like, he was good. Like, every, like everybody liked him until he he, he fucking president. came down that goddamn escalator. <laughs> my mom has Trump sheets. They, dude, my parents used to love the fucking Apprentice, and I I always <laughs> thought it was a fucking stupid show. Yeah. I always I'm like I, like I That's would go weird. and do something, else. but yeah, I was just like they, they they would watch the Apprentice every fucking Sunday. Did they just tickle on pink. They just liked it. I mean, he it was like the ratings were pretty good. Everybody in America was I watching guess. that shit. But at that point, he was just a fucking TV yeah, we show. Not, show. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, but then he, I think Angie has a innate resentment of anyone who just has so much fucking money or influence they can do something that's stupid for a living. Yeah. <laughs> but which might show in me. But he what's also weird is that you know he's a germaphobe. Mm-hmm. Except apparently except when it comes to COVID-19 he's he's he, he's not because that's weird. he was like yeah, I didn't know he was a germaphobe. Oh no, yeah, he's like, a germaphobe. Okay. He's he's he is deathly afraid of getting getting sick. Super in, weird. Especially considering he likes being pissed on. Oh yeah, I forgot about the whole PP tape thing. So he has this dude. This dude's like just a lot of conflicting stuff, man. He's yeah. got some issues. But, well, you think? <laughs> like, but well. that's kind of the thing about like you know growing up rich is that like you to you you don't really have issues. You're just a dude, and you're 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 not really used to being confronted with reality. This might be the most real thing that has ever happened to him in his life. Yeah, I mean, because this is happening to. Just anybody else, yeah. Either I've heard conflicting. I don't know if he had it or not. Some people say he got it like before the debate. Some people he got it. Say he got it after. But in any case, he got on that TV and was like, "This, yeah, you check out this fucking loser wearing a fucking mask every fucking where. You see me? I don't need a fucking mask. Now look at you, you little bitch. Sick. <laughs> on oxygen. Somebody's gonna get mad that we are like not like." And we hope he gets better. No, not Barack I, Obama. Fuck li- off. Literally, dude, like, two hundred thousand people <laughs> have fucking died. I don't know why anybody wants to take the high road. What's the? Do, 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 do you feel bad? Do you feel no, bad? I, like, I don't. Is someone feel bad. taking the high road feel I, bad I, for I, 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 Donald I Trump? I, actually, I don't feel bad because he he has literally been undercutting. Everybody who has been telling him it this is, is what, what you is. need to do. This is what you need to do in order to stop this from spreading. Mm-hmm. He not only discredited them, he went out of his way to do the opposite of what they told him to yep. do. And now he's fucking sick. It's and kind of a matter of time. Yeah, yeah no, exactly. Especially like traveling as much as he does. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you've got... All he said it himself. It is what it is. Um, no, so I, I I don't feel bad for him because it didn't have to be like this. Literally, everybody else has been trying their hardest not to get fucking sick. I would love to just break down why the high, high roading this is the stupidest fucking shit. Why you're not impressing anybody? If you're trying to impress a right winger, you look fucking stupid. Being like, well, we should be wishing him well. We should be. You don't want to. No, they're just going to use this against us. They would have used it against us anyway. Literally, the talking point that the left is enjoying that Donald Trump is sick would have materialized out of thin air if literally none of us had a thing to say about it. They would have done that anyway. No, you're right. Yeah, they would have done it anyway. And you're naive if you think any goddamn thing different. If you, at best, naive. 
Yeah. So, know, man. like, I don't see any point, and that's the thing I've been bitching about for years. I feel like I don't know why the left is so afraid to meet these fuckers philosophically in the middle. Like, if they're gonna make the same, like, these emotional appeals and do, like, we're talking about, like, why can't Joe Biden not say shit like I am the Democratic Party? Like, Joe, Joe, that's not, that's not. I like that he talked directly, like, to America sometimes, but that was definitely, like, those sentiments mm-hmm. where he literally is shitting on the people he needs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I guess the the undecided voters, that's not a shit on them. Cause I don't even know if that's a are, real thing, man. They're, right? Who are these people? <laughs> if, if, if they exist, they're in small number. Like, uh, ultimately... In Vermont? <coughs> in Pennsylvania? Pennsylvania is going to be the big one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, he, it usually is, isn't it? Well, he he won it last time. Okay. Or more, I guess I should say Hillary lost it last time. Is what I should have said. Is it Hillary fucking lost it last time? Um, Dem- Democrats typically win Pennsylvania because okay. Pittsburgh and Philadelphia are there, and they they outweigh the rest of the state, which votes overwhelmingly red. But um, it 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 looks like because you know he's trailing in the polls bad. Yep, and I know that. I'm I'm still a little skeptical of the polls because obviously they were wrong last time. Yeah. But this also isn't like last time. It isn't. Um, well, it's an important thing to keep in mind that a poll is a poll. Like, it's a statistic thing. Mm-hmm. And if there's a one in five chance of something happening, that's still a one in five chance. There's still... Exactly. So it's... Uh, he, you know, he, he... Like I said, he's lost a step. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not as quick and he's not as witty. He's not as funny. And I think we've also just, like... We've seen all there is to see for the most part. It's getting old. And he's like, as, as scary as it kind of was at first, like four years ago, it's a lot scarier now. Because, okay. like, he hadn't he hadn't tear gassed anybody yet. And he hadn't gone on TV and told Proud Boys to stand back and stand by. How do you, how, like. So, okay, I missed I it. I paused Listen the to, shit. I so, paused the live stream. Like, I got to collect. I, I was, was like, he did not. What the fuck? I had I had given up for the most part. I must have missed it when it initially happened because mm-hmm. I did not know it had happened until I was watching people talk yeah, about the debate after the fact. It's easy to glaze over and shit like that, right? Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, like I, wish, like, I wish I could sit here and say I was surprised of or course. I was shocked, but, like, we, we've seen... We saw this in Charlottesville. Yes. He... he it was just so on the nose. That that is going to be a moment in history. That oh, is, like... Hell, yeah. And it might... like a, when a despot says some shit like that, that's well, one of the reasons I was like, okay, I can still carry a permit. Okay. What is what is dangerous about him, among other things, is that, like, we talked about Stephen Miller last time you were here. Mm-hmm. That is like an actual white nationalist. Yes. Who is leaps and bounds smarter than the president. Oh, yeah. But Donald Trump is a rich dude with a very um, a massive yet fragile ego who doesn't really have an ideology beyond, beyond I want people to like me, I want to look like I'm the best. Right. Mm -hmm. And to him, I think that he probably has like a four year old's grasp of what white supremacy even is. And to be fair, I think that there are there are a lot of like like mainstream conservative people who hear white supremacy and they think to themselves, oh, well, this is just a, a white person that says mean things about black people and they're mean to black people and whatnot. And it's like. What, what distinguishes like white supremacy from like black nationalists, for example, and I'm not a black nationalist, I'm not a separatist, I'm not, but what distinguishes those two line of thoughts is that black nationalists, for the most part, just say, hey, we're going to go over there and leave us the fuck alone, we're going to do our own thing. White supremacy necessitates that everybody else die at the end of the day. 
everybody else must die because we have to keep the bloodline pure and everybody else pollutes the bloodline is like at the core of the ideology. And out of all the extremist ideologies on the planet, it's the only one that necessitates that everybody else must be wiped out. And it's weird. I don't even think that mo- mo- like mo- most of the fucking pundits on TV who are freaking out every time that Donald Trump refuses to, to disavow white supremacists, they don't even think of it in those terms. Maybe like in the back of their minds they do, but they never communicate it in that respect. No. Absolutely like, not. Have you ever heard of the Turner, Di- the Turner Diaries? Yeah. The fucking that's like the the right wing gun nut playbook. Yeah, it's the, the Bible. It's yeah, it's it's like it's the white nationalist Bible. Um so the, the Turner Diaries is a book, and I'm saying this for anybody who's never heard of it before. Hopefully you have. It's a it's a novel. I don't know who fucking wrote it. Some white nationalist wrote it. it but it, it's basically a novel about... It's kind of what in Watchmen, the HBO series, that they make, it, mm-hmm. what they make Rorschach's journal, mm-hmm. it, that's the Turner Diaries in real life. Yeah. That's just the parallel they're drawing. I haven't. I know that it's very good. I've only seen a couple of episodes of Watchmen. I've seen enough then. Um, with that, yeah. but basically in this book, there's like you know this dude, and I think maybe there's a woman. They go on this like white supremacist Bonnie and Clyde mission, and basically at the end of the, at the end of the book, they wipe out literally all non-white people. I don't know if they do it with a nuclear bomb or some shit, but there's a race war. They overthrow the government and they kill everybody who's not white. That is literally the book. Um. And you know, it, it, and, and this this is post Nazism, by the way. But Nazis oh, yeah. essentially believe the same thing. Like Nazis believed there had to be a pure bloodline, and that mm. the entire world had to be Aryan. Um, there, 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 there's no like if you want to take black folks for example, there's no equivalent. Mm-mm. There is no black ideology, not the Nation of Islam, not Garveyism. There is nothing that necessitates that white people have to be wiped no, out. F- even like five percenters don't think you got to wipe them out, and they literally call them devils. Yeah. <laughs> um. But that's like that, like that, that. That's what you're fucking with when you start talking about like white supremacy and white nationalism mm-hmm. is the extermination of literally everybody else. Yeah. And I think that's been lost in this conversation. Is the extermination yep. part? Uh, yep. Somehow, even though it came out, they were just giving motherfuckers hysterectomies. I was literally about to say the same thing. Somehow, yeah. I mean, I've got 14 year olds on Twitter calling me racist about this shit right now. Um. So yeah, it, it it it's really about the the irony the, of it. The ice hysterectomy. Fascinating about just shit I post on Twitter. I I I said something mean about a, a YouTube gamer, mm-hmm. and so now I just have like a flock of children who are kind of mad at me because mm-hmm. the YouTube gamer is popular with the chick the kiddos. Yeah. It's like I, I can't really do anything about Twitter kids mobbing me because what am I supposed to do? Bully fourteen year olds on Twitter? I mean, tw- I mean, it, at some point, all Twitter is is just bullying. Yeah, one way or another. I mean, I guess, but it's like really funny because I'm just like, yep, that. It's just like there's this one kid who keeps calling me retarded, but he keeps misspelling it. He spells it retarded. Oh, yeah. You posted that on Instagram. I'm pretty sure. I did. Yeah, I he's that. been going. That was like days, a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. That kid, that kid is really irritated with me. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I don't know, man. Um, I'm not. I I think I've kind of left it to the wind. I was like feeling pretty nervous for a while, and now I'm just kind of like. I read this article. Um, about this. I guess he grew up in the United States, but his parents were from Sri Lanka, and they were wealthy Sri Lankan folks. And he moved back sometime in his like early twenties, and Sri Lanka had been 
embroiled in a two-decade-long civil war, and it had ended. It had a ceasefire. He moved back to Sri Lanka, and the ceasefire broke, and the civil war broke out again. And he lived, like, his his early to mid-20s through a civil war. And he was like, this is what Americans don't understand about a societal breakdown, is that life goes on, and there's, there's just dead people everywhere, is literally what he said. It's kind of like, literally, in the time that I lived in Sri Lanka, there was a civil war, and I went on dates. I went to work. I went out drinking with my friends. And... It what you know, it was kind of just like the the usual mundane everyday shit that you do, but like you might walk past a building that it got bombed the night before. And you know, Amer he's like Americans are waiting for this like moment for somebody to come on the television and say, All right, shit's really bad now. And he's like, I can tell you from experience, that moment never comes. <laughs> it never comes. Yeah. Um no, we Americans treat this shit. We act like we're on a TV show. Yeah. Like we have this weird tendency to view everything like we're the protagonist of some fucking story. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we're like waiting for the beat. Like, oh, this is the this is the conflict. This is what the rising action has led to. I think that's exactly true. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, you stupid motherfucker. Yeah. Like that was like when Ammon Bundy was in that state building three years ago or whatever. That was the moment in which you probably should have been like, oh shit. Dude, you know, like, did you did you see his weird Black Lives Matter flex? Yeah, I did. That, yeah. So tell, okay, like, I don't think Eamon Bundy is necessarily a household name. So let's like refresh on who exactly Eamon Bundy is. What's his dad's name again? Cliven. Cliven Bundy. Yeah, he. I mean, like that dude. I'm surprised surprised that Cliven Bundy never had a Waco. Honestly, he's like that yeah. type of right wing yeah. nut. They're based out of Montana. What is somewhere the out west? I don't know. To make a long story short, these motherfuckers got into a war with the U.S. government over grazing rights for their cows. Yes. They, so like the, they, they say farmland. But yeah. yeah was grazing these 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 cows were like grazing on federal land, mm -hmm. and then the government was like, "Hey, bitch, you got to pay for that." Yeah. <laughs> and they were like. Okay, no. well, guess what? We're not gonna pay for it. They occupied a federal and, building. Yeah, they literally guns. had had a had an armed standoff. Nobody got shot or anything like that. But like, you these Clive and Bundy people were like pointing guns at like the federal land administration mm -hmm. or whoever the fuck. And Fucking park rangers at yeah. first. They had deployed. They had to deploy the guard out on their ignorant motherfuckers. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, nobody got shot because none of them were black. Yeah, I think that. I think that they they've probably learned from the Waco thing because mm -hmm. and uh, you know I I think that they were I mean, that was a hot fucking mess that was directly yeah. inspired by the Turner Diaries that's where the people who did that shit got their shit from that's what where, they were okay so now I know that that Tim McVeigh who blew up um, the state building in Oklahoma was influenced by the Turner Diaries and I also know that that Ruby Ridge which happened right before Waco. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Of. Ru the, the, the Ruby Ridge was some white supremacist shit. Yeah, it was. Um, and I mean, you know, ATF or FBI, whoever it was, they fucked that up too. Mm -hmm. But they didn't like it. I for for most of my life, I believed that that uh, what is that fucker's name? David David Koresh set all those kids on fire. I don't think that anymore. I mean, that, that could have been what happened, but I think it's more likely that when they entered the building with the tear gas, that that tear gas combusted and started a fire and they mm -hmm. were trapped. Um, 
That would not have been the first or last time. Oh no, that's, it, that's, it, it happens a lot. Yeah. Um, it it and you know I I'm not necessarily sympathetic to the cult life and whatnot, mm-hmm. especially because you know he 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 was marrying underage girls in that compound. Um, but the 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 correct response to that was not burning everybody to death. Um, but it, 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 it looks like that it was, it was essentially two bad actors, in my opinion. A lot of innocent people got caught in the midst of it. But I, I thought that he, in, in a last-ditch effort to escape, he burned all those kids up. I think that the that, that FBI probably fucked that up and the, the tear gas. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know as much as I feel like I maybe should about Waco and Ruby Ridge and that Oklahoma bombing, mm-hmm. honestly. But... I also feel like that's a McMinnville thing. Mm-hmm. People don't talk about that shit in McMinnville. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not worth commenting on. I had really shitty history teachers. I mean, I mean you wouldn't learn about any of that shit in history class anyway, though. Yes, yeah, even in a high school. Uh, you, we were because we were talking about this in the Instagram DMs a little bit. There, right wing politics has a predisposition to violence. There have been plenty of violent leftists in the past. Toxic masculinity has a huge part to play in it. I mean, that yeah, does have a lot like to do a with big it. Big part of being culturally conservative is like, but it's those traditional roles. And so for men who are culturally conservative, it's like, well, yeah, I got it. Like, it's like that song that somebody better call the law. That country song. What song is that? I don't know that country it's, song. It's fucking like it's been made into a TikTok bit where people <laughs> make fun of conservatives over it. Yeah, and it's a song about like if somebody hits a woman, where I come from, like it's just like literally a song about I'll beat you up. I see you hitting girls, disrespecting the South and pouring beers out and stuff. If you pour wasting a beer, I'll beat you down. It's just like all a song about stupid chili. Brantley Gilbert, read me my rights. Yeah, I don't know it's that one. Also called read me my rights. Oh, uh, I might have to. I might have to learn that one for karaoke. But uh. <laughs> that's that's the idea, dude. Is that like you're a conservative white man? You're the la- you're the last dense line of defense for white America. You know that's what they're fucking. Yeah, you know that is an, an implicit belief system. And like the you know the reason like if you want to take like the Nazis as the extreme because mm-hmm. that's like the most extreme right wing government that this planet has ever seen. There there is always whether it's implicit or explicit, a belief that there is a natural order, whether it be classist or whether it be race or genetic or whatever, and that these people deserve to win and everybody else deserves to lose to some degree. Mm -hmm. And if you're dividing the world into those groups, dividing the world in that sense, it makes it easier to justify violence on people. The memory principle. (laughs) Is it really? That's what it said. Oh, God damn it. Fuck. Oh, yeah. I guess we went for a while. I have no sense of time. Me neither. But, I mean, it's about two hours anyway. Okay. Um, We'll have to pick this up again. Yeah. Uh, but all this is basically what Burglar Alarm's about. <laughs> like what we're talking about. Like That's just like the theme of the song. Tied it in there. Uh, Both of those songs. It's just like, yeah, capitalism and... This whole American thing really works out, huh? We'll tell you what, man. Um, everybody, let me. Yeah, we, we can still talk about this because it's still recording. 
you it's on Bandcamp. Mm-hmm. Now, is is there a reason that you're preferential to Bandcamp over Spotify, or are you just not ready to go on Spotify it's yet? Just cheap. Okay. Yeah, just like honest to God. Um, and a little bit of just la- not lazy so much. It takes more time to put shove stuff through CD, baby. Mm-hmm. And I'm operating very much by the seat of my pants. Okay. So it's just like I just have not gotten to that step. Um I'm really more worried. I'm more worried about like registering it with my PRO and getting my publishing in line, honestly, before mm-hmm. I get it on Spotify anyway. Uh, but yeah, it's just something I I don't I not Bandcamp's just immediate and easy, and I feel like I'm not. I feel like where I'm at right now, it's like cozy, because I'm still trying to figure out like what I'm doing. Like if I'm going to put a, if I'm going to have a release schedule, if I'm going to stick to just releasing stuff that's for intended for this particular project or not. And I I don't think I'm even going to do that. So it's like, yeah, yeah. Like I said, seat on my pants mm. is very. It was yeah. It was the decision for me to stop sitting on stuff and actually start putting it out was pretty like seed my pants. Uh, so I was just curious. Yeah. Now your name is is Stephen Roberts, but you're you record under Willie Dustus. Willie Dustus. Got yeah. I wanted to make sure I got that in there. So everybody, go check out Burglar Alarms Part One and Two on Bandcamp, and he's got a lot of other great music on there too. Um, we're going to go ahead and call it here, but, um, come back again. This is a lot of fun, dude. Yeah. Thank Yeah. Thanks for having me again. Of course, man. It's a pleasure. Yeah. This one, <laughs> this one's uplifting. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, hell, I think it's just in, in, in the spirit of the times, man. It's yeah. in the spirit of the times. It was a good talk. Absolutely. Um, all right. I'll have you, have you on again soon. Word.